Blog Talk Radio. Well, here we are. I want to tell you a really funny story. <clears throat> I actually, this is my second taping of this today. I started it in the morning, which was really hard. The Monday mood. So go figure. The host on Monday wakes up just in another zone. I said for the show write up, this was true confessions, and this is true confessions. It took me all day long to feel like I had a natural smile ready to come off my face. Ugh, why? Why, 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 why? All right. It's 2020. We are all having to put more energy than we ever have before into this notion of it's good. We have hope. We believe everything's going to be fine because right now there's so much uncertainty, right? Now, I have to say that a better percentage of the time, I know how to be functional within that. However, just like you, I'm another human being out here who's really trying to figure it out. And every now and again, I wrap myself around the axle, as I had a friend say to me, oh, I don't know, a year ago or so. It was the very first time I ever heard that expression. I thought, wrap yourself around the axle. Good grief. That sounds horrible. And then I thought, yeah, that is horrible. Because what you do is you just get really wound around something. It's like a piece of string, you know, or hair that gets caught in your in your vacuum cleaner on the roller. And let me tell you, with this long hair that I've got, I know about that. you got to figure out a way to cut it free and be loose again so that you can roll forward. This morning I woke up and I just felt tired. I felt tired. You know, when you wake up in the morning and you feel tired, there's a thousand reasons for it. If you can't sleep or you don't think that you slept very well, well, it's because... During the night, you are shut off from all the external stimulus that keeps you so engaged during the day and in your very conscious mind. At night, you go to sleep, you know, all ideal conditions. It is dark and quiet, and you're in a comfortable repose. You don't have things rubbing up against your skin that are distracting you from a tactile sense, and you don't have noise that's keeping you awake and and you're not looking at things. You're not processing all that information. So what happens is you go from this conscious mind of looking outward and interacting with all the stimulus to deep within into the recesses of your subconscious and your unconscious mind. And whoa, (laughs) there's a lot that takes place in there. So what all took place in there? I know from recounting my dreams that I was processing problem solving, my concerns about humanity, my concerns about the United States, my concerns about my neighborhood, my health, my home, my family, my friends, my businesses, my business associates, all of it. It was a busy night. (laughs) So of course I woke up tired. So what did I do? Well, I stayed in bed for a long time, and I grabbed my phone, and I looked at morning prayers on my phone, which I love to do. I have an app called Laudate, which I really like, which I really appreciate, 
and I can see what every other Catholic around the world is reading. And when we used to be in mass every day, I could I could see what all of us were being messaged. That's pretty awesome. I mean, that's really a very comforting feeling to think that with millions of people around the planet, you're all directed into uh, a faith-filled place. Now, regardless of your religiosity or, or your abandonment of it or your being repelled by it, if you stop to think of an app, pick a meditative app of any sort, and, and imagine that people are putting their intention and their focus on something that is about peace and about finding our solace. So I did that. Okay, that was not a bad start. I moved around a little bit in the bed, you know, just feeling my body and loosening up. And then I started hydrating. And I got up and brushed my teeth. It was like a whole new world by then. But I still felt the drag. I still felt the pull. I still felt the fog in my mind, and I still felt out of sync with myself. Now, come here to Monday Moods previously. You know that one of the things that is a reality that we talk about is the fact that Mondays are the classic day for more cardiovascular events than any other day. Why? Because you wrapped up the week on Friday. You had the weekend. Now, I know that there's people who have a different schedule, but I'm talking typical schedules of Monday through Friday with the weekend off for holiday. And that has been the tradition here in the United States for many decades. So if you if you are unhappy in your position of work, or you're worried about something in your position of your work, uh, whether it's leaving home to get there or when you get there or when you are there, it's disconcerting somehow. The mind works to put the heart into a fluctuation of all different kinds of sorts of rhythms, flutterings, closure, because you're uptight. And when you're uptight, truly, your vascular system constricts. There's more heart attacks on Mondays than any other day. How's that? Isn't that just amazing? Well, it is, and it's horrifying, but we have solutions. We do have prayer, which we know when you are faith-filled, prayer can be very relaxing. We have meditations that I have repeatedly shared the relaxation response and described how I learned that from cardiologist, Harvard cardiologist, Dr. Herbert Benson, decades ago. So I know to do all those things. But, you know, sometimes when you're wound around the axle, even when you know what to do, you have a hard time grabbing your own mind. Now, I've been doing the relaxation exercise for decades, and it, and it is truly impactful. And you can Google Dr. Dub Carlin relaxation exercise, and you'll find me leading you through a, about a 15-minute video teaching you how to do it. And actually, it's pretty funny when I pull up that video and I'm guiding myself in the video. I just didn't feel like doing that this morning. So I did my other version of it, which is I walked myself through. It's not near as effective, but I did it anyway. But then I did something else. I had been studying. I used to run psychophysiology labs. And psychophysiology labs are where we do biofeedback, and biofeedback is very simple and straightforward. It is really, truly biological feedback for you about what's going on in your body because of your mind. 
And then you look at what, what, what am I doing in here? What am I doing in my body? So what we do is, listen, here's all the forms of biofeedback. Temperature, taking your temperature. A, digit, a digit thermometer, which is just a little like a two-inch long thermometer, is something that you hold in the extremity of your fingers, usually between your forefinger and your thumb. And when you relax, your temperature increases. It's a wonderful piece of biofeedback, and it's very inexpensive. Because as you relax, your vascular system dilates. And as it dilates, you get more blood flow into your extremities, your toes, and your fingers. So it's an interesting point of real-time biofeedback. When I have people that I'm working with, you know, I started my research and now clients and patients that I've had, I work with them and we see what happens and we see an increase in the temperature digits. And, and it's wonderful. People go, wow, really? I did that? Yes, you did. Go ahead, get up tight again. You'll see your temperature will go down. The other, the other measure, which is what most of my research has been on, has been on blood pressure. So I put a blood pressure cuff on somebody and do a blood pressure reading before we get started, then take them through the relaxation response exercise. And before we talk, before we do anything, they take the blood pressure reading again. You see a pre and a post measure, and lo and behold, the blood pressure goes down. That's wonderful. And then I had all this other equipment in my laboratories. I had galvanic skin responses and and things that would measure your musculature, tension, and relaxation. There was brainwave activity that we would measure, and it was really neat. Very expensive research equipment. Well, I'm not carrying that around. (laughs) It was a full room with a locked vault door on it because it was precious equipment. You had to keep it at a certain temperature and all that. But guess what? Technology is amazing, and these phones that we have, whether you've got a Droid or you've got an iPhone, and I happen to have an iPhone, I am involved with and have been studying for 20-plus years heart math. Heart math is looking specifically at what you do with your mind and how it affects your heart pattern. So I bought this device, and I teach people how to use it. You plug one end into your iPhone, and there's a long cord. just looks like a, a, a charging cord. You plug one. You take off your earring if you have one on, and you put this clip on your ear. So you are clipped into your phone, and your phone then says, inner balance would like to communicate with heart math pulse sensor. And you say yes, and you open it, and you allow it. And then what happens is you get this beautiful screen and you touch that screen and there's a beautiful Mandela in the middle of it and you press go and the equipment starts calibrating you with your device and you begin a session. Now there's a colorful wheel in the middle that undulates larger and smaller and larger and smaller. And you calibrate your breathing with it. So you are inhaling and exhaling. It's a nice pace. It's nothing intense. And simultaneously what happens is across the screen, your heart rate is visible for you. 
So I am sitting here right now, and I am looking at my patterns on my phone. And I am seeing a light which gets lit. Of course, these things are impossible to see on cameras. There's a there's a light that shows up that says, okay, you're in the green zone, you're relaxing. You're in the red zone, you're angry about something. You're in the blue zone, you need to get into the green zone. And, and it's beautiful, it's amazing. Now, here's the, here's the reason I'm sharing this with you. Today, for my mood to get myself unwound, I needed something beyond me just talking to myself, me seeing me talking to me on a video, or watching anybody else's video. So I plug in here and I hold this phone in my hand and I sit still and I completely surrender and I watch and I listen while the guide on this talks to me and tells me what to do and tells me, okay, you need to breathe in and out. You need to pay attention. You need to watch. And because the biofeedback includes not just the visual, but tones, so when I'm in the green zone, it gives me a very pleasant tone. I like that tone. Behavior modification theory tells me, just like Pavlov's dog, or a mouse that learns how to run through a maze, I am that creature, and I will respond to what's pleasant, and I will want to comply and achieve more of that pleasantry, or I'll experience something that I absolutely don't like to see, and I will recoil, and I will try to shift my behavior. So it's really interesting. I sat and I did it this morning, and it took me a while. I had to sit with it for a longer period of time than what I normally do. And I want to tell you something. There is no way to play a game on this and pretend that you're somewhere you're not because you are getting the biological feedback on yourself from yourself about exactly where you're at. Isn't that fascinating? It is fascinating. Now, this is a new technology, but I have been working this technique for decades with people, and I have helped literally because of doing events and working with large audiences for decades. I have helped tens of thousands of people become normotensive, meaning that they recover from high blood pressure. They're able to, with me collaborating with their prescribing physician, so I know my boundaries. I never do anything outside of working with people's healthcare providers. So if somebody comes to me, and a lot of times they'll come to me through their physician, and they have high blood pressure, I teach them the relaxation response exercise, teach them how to take their blood pressure, and here's what it's all about, my friends. It is all about your Monday mood. It is all about getting control of your thinking for the actual tangible benefit of your body. Now, when I'm telling you as a doctor of psychology that I had a hard time unwinding myself this morning, I'm telling you the drop-dead truth. I was so irritated with myself that I was stuck. I mean, I was really irritated with myself that I was so stuck. And then I was just so tired. It was hard for me to get motivated. So I did my heart math technique. I'm going to unplug this now. 
And it's cute because at the end of your exercise, you're asked to go onto a dial and indicate by pointing to the face that you think best represents you what your what your achievement was on that round of the practice. And that's helpful, too, because, you know, it's kind of frivolous, but it's actual science. When I did that, I right away thought to myself, oh, right, right. And I grabbed hold of my mind and I shifted during that exercise into a beneficial zone. And that really is important for each one of us to have the capacity to do. If you don't believe that you have influence over the world, if you don't have a belief that you have influence over the politic, whatever, the financial, every bit of it, then what you want to do is you really want to know that you have influence and power and authority over your mind. It's the real only thing that we do have authority over. So here it is. It's late in the afternoon, and I am finally on the air doing this show. That's a true confession. Now, I could have tried to show up earlier and pretended I was perky. It doesn't work. It comes across on the camera. You can't lie. You can't. You can't lie when you're looking into the lens and your nonverbal behavior is right there for everybody to see. You're on the radio. People can hear your voice. You can tell when somebody's not telling the truth. We are all very smart, very intuitive, and we understand one another in ways that are not always conscious to us, but we know when something feels a hair off. I did not want to show up here today and be a hair off. My job, my goal is to get you to focus on today's Monday. How am I going to manage this? Now, if you want to know more about heart math, just send me a note and I will be happy to teach it to you and guide you and get you into the zone. And in the interim, I invite you to go to Google and Google my name, Dr. Deb Carlin, a relaxation exercise. And I'll be walking you through something that will really help you unwind, unwind your mind and start to learn about mind-body practices. So you know what happened? Here's the good news. I ended up today having a very busy schedule, which delighted me because I got energized by it. I had great appointments. I am I am doing this platform of having people on the air with me every day. And and those partnerships are really exciting for me. I am inviting people who I know, like, and trust. They are on a mission that is in alignment with mine, and they want to do something important and impactful right now because we are all in need. We are all in need. What do we need? Well, we need hope. Where does hope come from? Hope comes from faith. We need to have faith in something. We need to have faith in my belief in a higher power, whether it's Mother Nature or it's God or whatever. We need to have belief in a higher power that is the authority over the universe and life. We also need to have faith in one another in this humanity in this civilization where we exist and we need to have faith really close to home and people 
who are close to us in our inner circle who we know, like, and trust. And we really need to have faith in our own self. And in order for that to happen, we have to be able to get up every day and start loving ourselves, making peace with ourselves, looking ourselves in the eyes every day in that mirror as we brush our teeth and wash our face. Just look at yourself in the mirror and know that when you look in your eyes, those are the windows to your soul. And what is there, my friend, I promise you, is really beautiful. And if it scares you and you see dark, I invite you to stick with it and continue to say, I see the light. I see the grace. I see the heavens through my eyes. I see goodness inside of my heart. I see goodness inside of my soul. And I will prove it to you that you can do that if you walk through the exercises with me. So here it is. It's Monday. You know how I feel about the week? (sighs) I feel joyful and hopeful about the week. So I feel happy. I'm not so tired. I feel eager about the next five hours that I've got scheduled. And I just came to a place of my solace. So, this is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, here on Blog Talk Radio at the K Factor, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. And this is the episode on Mondays called Monday Moods. So, on that note, I will wish you a really great afternoon and evening and a wonderful night of respite tonight. All right? Until later, thank you.